happy Halloween, or at least Halloween was yesterday. But happy Halloween anyways. Welcome back to another episode of Brothers Banter. With you as always is Brother Rafa. And I'm Brother JD. Good to be with you all today. And so we're going to pick up where we left off last week, or two weeks ago rather, and talk a little bit about uh, about me. I think that's the first time I was able to say that without sounding pretentious. No, you still sounded pretentious. Ah, Most okay. things are about you. Well, to be fair, you should have probably opened this one, but but con- anyways. All right. So uh, so this is your show, bro. This is my show. That's your show. Where we get to ask all the questions that nobody really cares to the answers about. That's right. Kind of like who's selling us it anyways, uh, where the points really don't matter. <laughs> so um, why don't we start from, from the beginning? Um, where well, my did my mom and my dad? No, we don't have to go that far into the beginning. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but let's talk about the beginning of your time with the brothers. So where did you meet the brothers and kind of what did you think of them? What was your reaction? Okay. Uh, so I met the brothers at cathedral high school in Los Angeles. Um, and it was one of those things where I had never, ever throughout all of middle school heard of Cathedral High School. It's true. Until eighth grade. Really? Yes. Wow. Forever and ever and ever, because we grew up there, obviously, my mom had two brothers who went to Salesian High School, mm. which was a lot closer and uh, to us. Okay. And so they were all like, yeah, Salesian, yeah, Salesian. So I was like, oh, yeah, Salesian. But then eighth grade come, came around and you have all of those, uh, um, what do you call it, admissions people that mm-hmm. come to the schools mm-hmm. and they... They yeah. sell you a pitch and whatnot. And LA being what it is, unlike Pittsburgh, we have a lot of Catholic high schools yeah. in the area. And in Pittsburgh, I think there's only seven. No, we had a tremendous amount. Um, but for all intent and purposes, many people just stayed local. And so it was just actually two of us from my graduating class of 21 that went to Cathedral. And all the other boys ended up going to Salesian. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe one went public, but for the most part, everyone stayed. Okay. Stayed in Catholic school. And so my first ever interaction with the brother was uh, the entrance interview that Cathedral required at, in those days. I don't know if it's a thing now anymore, but we had to interview to get in. And it had nothing to do with like, we're taking you or not. But I think... Uh, it was just part of the process, okay. um, giving you some experience, mm-hmm. right, and whatnot. Uh, and so my interview was with Brother Principal John Montgomery, uh, who remained principal throughout my time and is still principal there today. Uh, and, I, and I think I remember like laughing uh, a little to myself in my own head as I was being led to his office uh, because it, it was the first time I'd ever seen a non-sister in habit yeah right because the brother's habit does look it's it's an interesting habit to say the least um and so i went to a daughter charity school so i knew i knew nuns Mm -hmm. and i knew veils Mm -hmm. but to see a man and the priests that we went to mass with you know and you've seen franciscans i mean whatever but this our habit is interesting as you know yes um so that was my first interaction and then throughout my time in high school i had different brothers and, mm-hmm. and some of which have become great mentors in my life and so on uh, and so what did you think of them i mean 
what was your first reaction to to brother john or to to you know the other brothers you had as a as a freshman as a bright-eyed bushy-tailed bushy-tailed freshman probably the last time you were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed with the future upon me um not a bright one it, it was pretty bright okay 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 all right a little dark here and there but it was bright otherwise cloudy cloudy yes okay. um brother paul andre and brother chris patino mm -hmm. you both with both of which at least you've heard of they were the core i think of my what i remember brothers being what did, what did you have them for what did you have brother paul andre for what did you brother have paul andre i had for religion and then chris i just hung out in his in his classroom because he and i were there at the same time very early in the morning mm, okay uh, my dad had the parents had to go to work and so you left to school early you, yeah, yeah you yeah. were never ever you, late you got the right yeah right um and so i i you know it was their authenticity I think just the genuineness on Chris's part to just let me be really uh, be that early in the morning in his classroom, not didn't have to be out in the uh, chilling, frigid 69 degree weather. Oh my um, goodness. That's a summer day in Pittsburgh. Yes. But for us uh, Southern Californians, that is uh, that requires close to a parka. Um, not just a sweater, not just a sweater. Okay. Uh, and then brother Paul Andre's, class was it was funny mm -hmm. he was funny in his own way mm -hmm. in his own way he was very funny and to this day everything i hear about it's the same feeling the kids still feel the same way about him as i felt about him when i was their age so uh and i know i'm doing a terrible job at explaining why but there was just something authentic about the way they lived and the way they taught and the way they acted around you there's almost something intangible about it you can't yeah. describe it mm -hmm. you, you couldn't can't touch it but when you see it you know what it is right and Absolutely. even even brothers uh like brother LaSalle who has since passed away mm -hmm. his presence was just you knew that man yeah that absolutely man had a, a legacy and mm -hmm. and and everyone loved the brothers I mean we gave them hell of course like any good uh, high school teenager would but but uh but when they walked in the room you you knew what was coming. You knew what was coming. Now, but your relationship with the brothers continued after high school. Yeah, that's right. So college came around and I knew very early on that I wanted to, to, to go to the East Coast uh, to attend the university, college, what have you. Originally, I wanted to go out to Boston. I thought, oh, scenic, yay. Um, but in the end, uh, I, I financially just went with whoever gave me the most money and providentially it was uh, LaSalle University in Philadelphia mm -hmm. who gave me the most uh, money. And in in the founder's words, in, in a way that I could not have perceived, one step led to another. And so I ended up going to, and living actually, my dorm was right across the way from a, a brother, Brother Bob Kinsler, uh, who again, since has become a big mentor in my life. Absolutely. Um, no. So that actually gives us a good point. Uh, what did you study at, at LaSalle University? At LaSalle University, I went in there with my with uh, a biology intention, which is all it was. You, biology? Me, biology. Okay. Uh, here I thought I was going to be the next great doctor. Uh, and that quickly petered out. Uh, and I, I transitioned over to psychology, where I graduated with an abnormal emphasis. Uh, not just my personality, but the degree <laughs> as well. 
Uh, you and, should have all kinds of fun with the brothers. And uh, oh, please. And uh, an American history minor. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, it had nothing to do. The only two religion classes that I took while I was there was mm-hmm. was the mandatory intro to Christianity that okay. you have to do yeah, yeah, yeah. as a freshman. Uh, and then a, uh, oh, actually three. Then I did the life of the founder. Okay. It was, With Brother it was John a, Crawford. Yeah. Because it was an easy, easy out since I'd gone to the, to not that he was easy, but the class oh, itself, the material I'd already covered sense. in high yeah. school. Yeah. Okay. So it was just kind of like a refresher. Uh, and then senior year, I had a, a, a semester of electives. I quote unquote graduated early, but because of the whole financial aid thing, I needed to be there the full year. So you had to keep So I had to keep classes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and so I took uh, Catholicism in in modernity, modernity, modern Catholicism. That's the one, modern Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was about the extent of my theological background that that I, that I had. Yeah. So you had the brothers in high school. You had the brothers in college. Yes. And what drew you to the brothers? I mean, you had, unlike me, you had eight years of the brothers. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's not to say that I had all brothers. No, no, no. But time, I mean but, that, but that I exposure. Had, yeah, that presence around me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, um, I had no intention of joining the brothers at all. Uh, the closest thing I thought I, that was going to come from the brothers was that I, uh, during my time in college, I was dating a girl whose older brother was a Christian brother. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I thought that was going to be the extent at, to which I was going to be interacting with them outside of the educate and educational setting, right? Because mm-hmm. what I wanted to do when I grew up was be a psychologist. Uh, I wanted to get a PsyD and I wanted to be a psychologist. A PsyD. Is a, a clinical psychologist, not a research psychologist, mm-hmm. um, which is what we kind of, I do to you, right? You sit there and tell oh. me your problems. I is listen. that why you say it? Now, how does that make you feel? And that's exactly. And why I have my pen and, and paper here. I thought you just cared about me. No, I get paid for this. Mm. Um, and uh, we had a good thing going. It was not bad at all. It wasn't broken. Um, we were going on three years and she insisted every year that I was in college that I do a service trip, that I do a service trip, that I do a service trip. And so finally my junior year of college, I decided that I would do a service trip. Mm-hmm. I had just come off of working from a summer camp where I really enjoyed working with five-year-olds all summer long, nine weeks, which for some people is a, a ring of, of Dante's Inferno. But for me, it was a very, very joyful nine weeks. And you got to work with people that were in your age group. I That's mean, that, right. It should be that, great. That, that was what was most fun about it. I was finally with my peers. And uh, I went to Haiti because their work was with the middle school that had opened up in response to the earthquake oh, a yeah, couple yeah, years yeah. beforehand. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was a nine-day trip. And, and we don't have enough time to go into what exactly happened in Haiti. But I, I like to call it a Pauline moment where by the fifth day, I'm knocked off my horse, I'm blinded by the light. And uh, the morning of the sixth day, I kind of knew that something had changed in a profound way, Mm -hmm. um, that I wasn't returning the same person that left Philadelphia uh, a couple of days beforehand. And so the tough conversation was had, uh, or I guess rather I should just say that what drew me 
what initiated this small step was was, was that trip to Haiti. Okay. Uh, I saw Working with the with the children there, and of course, right? Yeah, I saw I saw the need that education provided, mm-hmm. or, or the gap that it filled, and and that was just, wow. Um, I saw it at, at a level I think that that we definitely have here in the United States, but that we don't necessarily see it because of the amount of, of education that's available. Right. Yeah. Right. Even at a base level yeah. I mean, over there, it was just, mm-hmm. wow. Of course. It was different. Yeah. Now, so you ended up entering uh, earlier, earlier than I did. Earlier than most. Earlier than most. And um, so there had to be challenges. I mean, you, you want to tell us about when you entered and well i think again the biggest challenge was breaking up with uh my girlfriend of close to three years but that i had known since junior year of high school so oh, wow. you know if you want to throw all of that together it was something like five and she went five she came years. out to the east coast too no oh okay. no i think we we tried we made a long distance relationship work uh, she did go to a brother school as well in moraga california uh, St. Mary's College in Moraga. Um, but I think that was probably the, the most difficult part about it. When I came back, I, I said, hey, this is what's happening in my life right now. I There's this internal conflict going and this is where discernment kicks in. Uh, and I, I really, I gave her the out. Okay. I was like, hey, let's, we could break up right now. Call it, call it good. Unfortunately, because I, I, know for a fact that I'm not going to be able to give 100% to this relationship at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And true to her own faith and her own her own uh, huge amount of uh, capacity for love, she said, no, let's do this together. And uh, that process went for about five months until the summer uh, going into junior or senior year, rather, where I spent two weeks as uh, doing some ministry like you had done or um, in your own time. Mm-hmm in Arizona. And uh, it was two weeks. So we only had one weekend together, that community and I, and we went to the cathedral in Tucson, Arizona. And the priest, when he ended his homily, I will never forget this, said, don't be afraid of God, take a risk in him. And I, at that point in time, knew that that this is this was the right step. This was the step that I needed to take. Mm. I needed to take that, that risk. Um, that God had placed in front of me, I guess. Absolutely. No, that's, that's why. Yeah. That's a, that's quite a challenge. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, now conversely, what helped, what aided your discernment? No, I think I, again, I had the, the love and support of very near and dear to me, but I also had the support of, of many brothers, mm-hmm. both at the university and from my high school days, um, who encouraged my discernment first and foremost, Right, they weren't rooting one team or another, one side or the other, but just encouraged me to be and to follow that that, mm-hmm. uh, that discernment process, yeah. which for me really truly meant weighing my options between uh, the potential for a family and the future and the in the way. And I'm not, I don't want to devalue my relationship, but the comfortableness, the the complacency, which is a terrible word to familiarity. use. Familiarity. Yeah, the familiarity that already I, I had already cultivated over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, balanced with the the risk, right? The thrill of the risk, the the new so, potential um, okay. 
that existed with the brothers. And again, that it was my time in community. It was my time in prayer. It was my time talking with different people, which included family and friends. I think mm-hmm. that's a big part of discernment, Absolutely. especially when joining religious life. Um, but I think in the end, what really cemented it was that no matter how many people I talked to or how long I put it off for, I needed to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it, regardless of what other people said, I knew what I had to do for me, right? Right. Rather than for others. And so I, uh, I think I, I just, I was like, okay. 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 That Where was, do I sign? Uh, well, not quite, but not quite, but yeah, I was like, let's do it. Let's try it. I figured in my head when I said, yes, I figured it's only for a year. And if I don't like it, you know, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. East. You go back. I go back. Now, you want to tell us about your family and what their reaction was to, to your discernment? And I think because, again, because there was such a precedence for the, the route that I was taking in life, when I came to my family and to friends and was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing, uh-huh. they, some of them are black. Um, not in a bad way, but they, the shock was just like, ha, 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 ha. okay, no, but really, what do you want to talk about? And I'd be like, no, no, like, really, this is something that actually has come up. And I don't know how I'm feeling about it and this and that. And and uh, in the end, a lot of them, most of them, I think everybody actually was very supportive. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that anyone challenged me in any way that wasn't positive mm-hmm. uh, toward growth and discernment rather than in a negative in a negative way. So in that respect, I know that I am so, so lucky and so blessed um, that I didn't have any real negative resistance uh, from my family, uh, which I know in my own being a contact and whatnot, I know a lot of guys who decided not to join because family members had said no. Yeah. Um, uh, that Yeah, no, I, from my experience, that can be a... a a large hurdle to, to get over. Yeah. No, but, it's um, definitely a big pill to swallow for some parents. And I think just because we're on this topic, one of the funniest things I've ever heard from teaching in El Paso, which we'll get to in a bit, I'm sure uh, the question will come up. Parents who come up to you, oh, we need more brothers. We need more brothers. And then you're like, well, your son is, oh, no, 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 no. no. Somebody else. Son. Yeah. Someone else. Someone else. Yeah. So what made you, discern a brother's vocation and and not single life, married life. We kind of talked about this, but uh-huh. you want to maybe expand about? Sure. Um, I think part of the, my seat is very, very uh, noisy. So if, if you catch some of that, I'm sorry. But um, I don't know that I was ever called to the priesthood. I don't know that I ever thought about being a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it, it's in and of itself its own vocation, but I there was just not something that called to me. And I think the brothers, given that they were always around and I knew what their mission was, um, it just made sense. Okay. It there was that's the best I can say. It just made sense. And I never looked at any other religious vocation because, like I said, I didn't think I wanted to be a religious to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess it's God's 
funny little way of of nudging me in in that direction because I was dating someone whose brother was a brother. So even in my my independence, quote unquote, there was always a brother uh, present. Now, did you ever consider just being a, a lay teacher instead of being a brother? The million dollar question. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Again, I never thought that I was going to be a teacher okay. because I knew what I wanted to do with my life. You know, and it's kind of that saying: if if you make plans or if you tell God your plans, you know, watch him laugh type of deal. I knew where I was going. I knew what I wanted to do gung ho. And then I took a slight left into education. And the thing is, I didn't obviously major in religion, but I taught my subjects. I taught American government to seniors my first two years. I taught psychology my first year uh, uh, out in ministry. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a blessing. Uh, yeah. Now, we know that you were studying psychology and we know that your thought was not in education and your thought was not um, with the brothers. Mm-hmm. What was your plan outside of, right? What was your originally intended plan, I guess, with your life? With my life? Yes. Uh, I I don't know, marriage maybe, if that was in the cards, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the, I, would, I would have probably stayed on at LaSalle University. Uh, I think that would have been the easy segue from because the minor, the, right? Because the they have that yeah. distinguished uh, graduate program there, mm-hmm. and that would—I'm not saying I would have gotten in, but I think it'd have been probably slightly easier than getting into a foreign program okay. or a different university program. And outside of that, I really don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm big on taking one things in in the short future view rather than a, a prolonged long term view. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that was. Definitely not. And I guess we I should mention that it's not to say I can't still become a clinical psychologist as a brother. Um, but that's not something that I want to do mm-hmm. right now. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about your your personal discernment and your background. But why don't we talk a little bit more about personal stuff? You know, um, for example, what do you like to do on your days off or on your weekends here in the Novitiate? You know, uh, I think for a lot of definitely brothers, maybe family members that are listening to this, uh, I I like to be by myself. No, really? Hey, hey, I'm just saying I can be a handful in a group, in a small group, mind you. Um, But I really do appreciate the quietness and alone time that that comes with the weekend, especially in our community this year, Mm -hmm. um, where we're not necessarily required to do things together in this group. And unfortunately, because of COVID, a lot of that stuff is, is kind of minimalized anyways. But, um, so love big time streamer, I guess you can say, I don't know if that's like a new verb or, or an adjective, but I, I do watch shows on all kinds of, of streaming. Um, and then movies do love movies. Big time rom-com guy. I can totally teach a master class on the uh, the filmography of rom-coms or romance movies. It's it's the same. It's the same uh, same thing every time. But I also like to read. A prolific. I think I, I would consider myself a prolific reader. 
Um, so what's something that you're reading right now? Well, right now I'm currently reading the, the an introduction to the theology of, of uh, Paul's letters, uh, which for some people might not be fun, but for me, it's very interesting. I, you know, having gotten my master's in pastoral theology, I, I feel like it's always good to keep yourself informed, especially because going on in the future after this year, I would love to just teach something between religion and either history, American history, or psychology. Uh, and so I'm reading that theology at the moment, but there's also other books that I have. Uh, I just read Edith Stein's biography. Again, a, a lull for some people, but I thought that was very exciting. <laughs> um, what book did I read? I, I'm a big P Peter Bailey, the, the author of The Exorcist and, and Legion. I've read both his books now. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, and because we're podcasting, occasionally I do enjoy listening to podcasts. Uh, uh, I won't do any shout outs. I don't know what the, the legal aspect of that is, but there are podcasts out there that I really do enjoy listening to. Oh, and I paint by colors. Paint <laughs> There's by a, colors. You really challenge yourself with oh, that no, one. No, 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 not colors, numbers. Paint by numbers. Um, that's a throwback, I'm sure, for a lot of people who don't. Or definitely not the youngsters, probably. But I imagine you have a hard time staying inside the lines. Yeah, you know, the level I have is hard. <laughs> so it's a lot of, a lot of, yes, it's hard. It is difficult. So what, uh, what do you enjoy most about community? We talked a lot about some about our community here in the novitiate. What do you, what do you enjoy most about community this year in the past? I think community done right. And that, however that might look for different people, you can be yourself. You are encouraged to grow. You are encouraged to search, right? Uh, and in the mixture of all of that, you guys come, well, you guys, we come together. Uh, so this past two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago, I think we went to a apple orchard, a pumpkin orchard. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. It was. I mean, it's probably something that I would have never thought of doing uh, because in my district, right, the Southwest and the West Coast, we that's not necessarily a apple orchard uh, weather, right? Yeah, yeah. But going there was awesome. And though the, there was no sun, it was still a great time to just be one another, be with one another. Uh, I think you mentioned this in your own interview, but we are all damn good cooks which i think is is a in and of itself a a lottery win mm -hmm. i don't think most communities have good brothers who could cook well they have good brothers but they don't have brothers who can cook good uh or well you see this is why i'm not an english teacher all the 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 way you irrelevant to me um but yeah i think if again if I had to final answer, million dollar question style, I would say it allows you to be yourself. It actually expects you to be yourself. It encourages your growth. That's what Very I say nice. I like about community. Very nice. Mm -hmm. And I like how you can continue to be yourself despite our saying, can you be someone else for just a little while? Just a bit. Can you not be yourself? Can you mute? Do you have a mute option? Um. Now, what's one of the more challenging aspects of community for you? 
I think just as you are encouraged to grow into being yourself, that is a double-edged sword um, because you grow personally, but you also have to grow with the community Mm -hmm. and with others. And like anything that grows, right? Any As we've all had growing up, bone uh, growth spurts, there comes pain. Uh, And part of that pain is getting used to one another's little uh, nuances. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in any community, especially any new community, right? You have to... There's a learning curve. There is a learning curve for sure. Um, And so I think that that's probably one of the difficult aspects of it, especially if that it's your pet peeve and it just so happens that that guy or that brother, uh, uh, that's his thing. You're, you, you have to work on it yourself mm-hmm. in order to kind of, kind of outgrow. Absolutely. I, I like to see those as uh, God's invitation for me to change. That's right. There's no change in that brother. Nope. Nope. And because our community is median, well, age is a little up there in numbers. We're not changing mm-hmm. someone who's been set in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, I think that the growing with the community, kind of like growing pains, is is what's a little difficult. But again, I love what you said. It is an invitation to grow, and in that aspect, it's also what I love about community. Good, good. Well, that's about all the time we have. Uh, like to thank you very much, uh, Brother Raphael, for for sharing with us. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to say before we uh... go? Go, come to a closure. Happy All Souls Day. Happy All Souls Day. All right. That's a good place to end. That's a good place to end. St. John Baptist de La Salle. Pray for us. And live Jesus in our hearts. Forever. Forever.